You're listening to Wealth Tech on Deck, a podcast about the future of wealth management technology, brought to you by Life Yield. Here's your host, Jack Sherry. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us today for our next session of Wealth Tech on Deck. Each week we talk with people around the wealth and asset management business, the insurance and annuity business, and wealth tech pros who are working on helping advisors and their clients achieve improved financial outcomes. Our guests today are Jeff Quigley and Allison Dorosky. Jeff is the lead client-facing person in the work LifeField does with over 90,000 advisors who are using LifeField's social security tool. And Allison is our lead technical person in helping our clients with the 2,700 social security rules advisors need to help keep track of to help their clients. So Jeff and Allison, welcome. Great to have you on, on Wealth Tech on Deck. Thanks, Jack. It's great to be here. So, Jeff, and then Allison, let's start by talking about what you do day to day and helping firms, advisors, and their clients improve retirement income, outcomes. So, Jeff, if you'd start, and then Allison, uh, talk about what the role you play. Yeah, thanks, Jack. So, so I'm I'm really lucky in that I, I work in a couple of capacities uh, at Lifefield. I, I spent part of my time working with our colleague Harry Bartle, working with new uh, prospective clients, talking about leveraging our technology to uh, start moving toward the UMH, uh, which is which is stuff that you've discussed uh, before, Jack, obviously. And then I spend a great bulk of my time working with our our current clients, uh, some of the largest institutions uh, in the country uh, on uh, on adoption for our Social Security Plus tool. So my day-to-day includes uh, talking with back office folks, uh, includes large group trainings, uh, it includes uh, client meetings, uh, anything that we can do to help, uh, help improve uh, the experience that our firms and our advisors uh, you know, have with our tool and help them maximize that to get the, the most out of it for, for their firms, their, their advisors and their clients. Um, that's, that's a big focus of mine day to day. So I'm going to come back and ask a little bit more detail around some of the stuff that you do in helping folks. But before we do that, Allison, if you talk a bit about your role, because you're kind of our geek, our technical <laughs> wizard, you're the one that knows every rule it seems uh, you're, you're our, uh, more recent version of uh, Mary Beth Franklin. So talk a little bit, if you will, about what you do and, and how you and Jeff work together. Absolutely. So I am fortunate enough to kind of work on all spectrums with the clients. So working with just day-to-day support issues, kind of taking deep dives into social security questions and looking at niche cases that aren't really as straightforward as they may seem and answering any questions all the way down from enterprise clients to consumers and answering anything that they need to know to really maximize their social security Terrific. So, Jeff, if you would get a little more detail around some of the things, some examples, perhaps. We work with some of the biggest firms like Allianz, Franklin Templeton, Merrill. We work with a lot of firms around their social security tools, are using their use of our social security tools, I should say. But why don't you talk a little bit about some of the things that you find and some of the ways that you help folks in terms of incorporating it into their practice, the importance of, you know, with all these folks retiring, that's kind of maybe a place to start. There's a lot of folks retiring more than ever, uh, more than in any, at any time in our history. So talk a little bit about uh, your role in that and the sort of stuff you do to help people understand how to address the, the key issues that, that uh, clients and advisors are facing. Yeah, I think it's 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 obviously a unique time, Jack. In that you know, to your point, more people are retiring, and the knowledge or the lack of knowledge around Social Security, it's a real issue. In that, um, in 2019, about 60 percent of Americans filed for Social Security before their full retirement age, and I'm sure many of the listeners know that 
If you file before your full retirement age, you're giving up money. Why don't you explain that if you would, because uh, we know the numbers, but yeah, and you know them in detail. But why don't you, why don't you explain why why it's so important to wait as long as as you can? Well, it, I know the numbers and the details because Allison's taught me <laughs> over over the years. Yeah. Um, but you know, a full retire achieving full retirement age, depending on your date of birth, is you know at some point after your sixty seventh birthday. And, and if you claim your Social Security before you turn 67, you're going to give up benefit. Uh, regardless of when you do it, there's going to be some decrease in your potential benefit. And then, you know, anytime after you attain your, your full retirement age, if you defer, um, you benefit from what's called deferred retirement credits, which is going to increase your benefit. And the important thing to know is that it's it's not always about deferring to the maximum age. It's about making sure that you have the conversation, right? That an advisor is gauging, engaging a prospect or a client to say, hey, here's what your unique situation is. And here's what this software has told us is best for you. Here's how you can maximize your income from the Social Security Administration. And that's why the discussion is, is so important because for most people, Social Security makes up about 60% of their retirement income. So we definitely wanna make sure that that's maximized. And to, to your initial question, uh, you know, Allison and I work uh, with our clients in a lot of different ways, right? Allison mentioned that she does one-on-one meetings with advisors, coaching them on on how to, uh, you know, how to use the tool, how to maximize the tool. Um, we've even done uh, with Franklin Templeton, we've done client meetings where we would sit with an advisor, a Franklin Templeton wholesaler, and a client, and spend 30 to 40 minutes walking through uh, different unique scenarios with that client so that they had some comfort and understanding to know that their advisor was was doing great work for them. So there's uh, you know client meetings, client seminars, um, different trainings. We, we do it all, all in the, in the aim of making sure that the folks who are using our tool, uh, they get great adoption. Right, yep. because we know that if they adopt the tool, they're going to add value at the end of the day. So, Allison, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first of all, I think we all would agree that the what we hear consistently from advisors, the first question as people go to retirement or think about retirement, I should say, first question is, what should I do about Social Security? And then, if you'd comment on that in terms of your experience in working with clients and advisors, because you do a lot of joint work with the advisor, where you really support them in the, that conversation. And then the other, maybe I don't want to go too deep, but deep enough so people <laughs> can appreciate the uh, the detail. But what I've always heard is that between the ages of sixty two and seventy, uh, there's an eight percent increase in benefit if you wait. So it behooves you to wait. So maybe if you'd comment on both your experience talking to advisors and trying to help their clients who are asking, I assume uh, more than ever, asking about the retirement. Uh, excuse me, about Social Security, and then also just a little more technical detail around that that eight percent per year. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that delayed retirement increase is going to come after someone has reached their full retirement age and they delay. What's really important to note is that it's going to get an increase every single month the date they delay past their birth date when they reach that age. So if they wait, say, 10 months, 11 months, there's going to be an increase. It's not going to be the full that full 8% that's within those 12 months that they accrue those delayed retirement credits per year. So it starts after FRA, which for most people around this time is age 67. So once you hit 67, the longer you wait until you reach 70, there is no benefit past 70, but you're going to get that 8% every single year. So you'll get three years at least of delayed retirement credits if you haven't already filed. So people that filed or had the um, full retirement age of 66, they had four years of delayed retirement credits, which is huge. 
that's a big increase. Now you have the option to look at if I want to wait six months, if I want to take 4% increase rather than taking just your full retirement age amount, which would be your primary insurance amount. So that's what you're eligible for when you file. And a lot of times advisors think that every client case is the same. They're going to get the most if they wait as long as possible. There's no benefit past 70. It's pretty, they think it's straightforward. And that's not necessarily the case, especially mm -hmm. when you're looking at a couple. Two people that are married, they're going to have different birth dates. They're going to have different primary insurance amounts. They're going to have different full retirement ages based off their year of birth. So it really is so important to use tools like LifeYield to look at the specifics behind every strategy that's available to a client. And no two are going to be the same. And the tools is really dynamic because it supports other filings like so if it's not just a married couple, if they were divorced, so a divorced spouse can take a look at what their options are. And oftentimes they really don't know how they can file and the rules that go into that. And that would be like an independently eligible divorced spouse. That person can file on their own. They don't have to wait for their spouse to file. If they meet all the criteria that's laid out by the Social Security Administration, they're able to file without needing anything from their ex-spouse. We look at widowed cases and all of those rules that go into it are supported by tools like LifeField. So we're able to really help an advisor guide a client through a really complicated situation and a really tough decision to make. Yes. So, so Jeff, um, our friend Allison just demonstrated how wicked smart she is, as we like to say in Boston. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to come back to you a minute about some of the work uh, you do, Allison, with the Social Security Administration on behalf or with clients. We'll come back to that in just a moment. But, Jeff, you you and I are more alike than we are like Allison in that Allison knows all that stuff and, and we just pay attention when she speaks. But talk a little bit about how you then work with uh, folks because after that first question around – when should I take my Social Security? The next question is, what do I do with my rollover? So talk about the role of of what you do in terms of w working with folks, not only to identify when's the appropriate time, and Allison certainly makes us all look good by getting to the especially more thorny or difficult, challenging situations, but you then show the advisor once that's been determined, not only when they should file, but then what they should do about it in terms of setting up an income plan and dealing with the rollover, or at least creating the opportunity to get the rollover. So we'll talk a little bit about the the work that you do in terms of helping advisors, frankly, help their clients succeed and in, in so doing, um, really succeed themselves. Yeah, there's there's so many components that go go into it. And when Alice and I do these client meetings, the client's ecstatic, right, to know that they could get more from the Social Security Administration. And then the next question was always, well, what, what happens now? Like, what's next, right? right? So what we say is that we don't want to plan in a vacuum for Social Security. And what we did about 18 months ago with with input from some of our largest clients is we built something called uh, called income layers, which helps a, a very facilitates a, a very natural transition to you know from Social Security to a high level retirement income discussion, uh, which helps the advisor and the client move to that next step. So what we do is uh, we give the advisor in a very visual, very engaging way the ability to identify gaps and then very clearly be able to illustrate how to uh, to fill those gaps, right? So just a super high level example, survivor benefits are great. 
survivor benefits. And when you plan correctly, you maximize social security, they're excellent. But in most cases, when the first spouse passes away, the surviving spouse is gonna have a reduction in income for social security, 30 to 40%. Most people don't know that. So it's an aha moment to say, oh geez, now what are we gonna do? And then the advisor has the ability to say, okay, well, here's the need. And based on what we know about you, here's an opportunity to leverage this solution to meet that specific need. And you're doing this in a matter of minutes. It's not, you know, it's not a, um, it's not this, you know, half hour comprehensive financial plan discussion or even longer. It is, we maximize social security. Here's a need and here's how we fill that need. You know, just a little backstory for our, our audience. Uh, like all of our best ideas, frankly, they came about through client conversation. And when I say client, I'm talking about with our the institutions enterprises that we work with. And I, I was party to the conversation with New York Life where they addressed one, one aspect of the income layers, which is that uh, when that one of the spouses passes away, the other gets a drop in income. So what do you do about it? And that one of the solutions they came up with, uh, others have different ones, but what they came up with was a life insurance solution, which made sense as a way to just protect the income down the road. It's kind of unlikely that both spouses will pass at the same moment. Uh, so what do you do about it? And then, of course, the other aspect of income layers is on the front end. If you're waiting, suggesting people wait to 67 or 70 or whatever it might be, what do you do about it in the interim if you want to retire? And so, again, begets the conversation around annuities, begets the conversation around using assets and, and so on. So, Allison, I want to come back to you and talk a little bit about all of your friends at the Social Security Administration. I, some, I hear sometimes that all they are really can do, do is help with the administration of Social Security and not so much in providing advice. And I, I understand you have educated a few along the way as you've uh, <laughs> met with them and, and advisors and their clients in terms of sorting out Social Security. If, if you'd talk a little bit about that for us. Yeah, absolutely. So the Social Security Administration representatives really don't have the ability to give any advice. They're only able to tell you if you file at this age, this is how much you would get. If you wait until 70, this is how much you would get. They can't give you an opinion. They can't give you suggestions. They're not able to help you look at all of the strategies that are available to you. So that's why it's so important to use software and to use an advisor and really bring all of that together and then go prepare to meetings with the Social Security Administration. You want to make the most that you possibly can for your clients out of Social Security. And to do that, they have to make an informed decision. And the representatives really aren't as well-versed in the rules and all of those little filing tips and tricks that we know so well at LifeYield, they don't know those. And they're not able to share that information, even if they did. So it's so important to use reports to printed out details for the client so they know exactly how they want to file, when they want to file. So they're really prepared going in. And I've had the privilege to really go with some advisors and their clients and be on phone calls with the Social Security Administration to take them through that full filing process from start to finish to make sure that they are filing with the strategy that they've prepared with the advisor. Terrific. Allison, a, another question in, in the work that you do with the advisors and their clients and and banking off of what Jeff was just sharing about income layers, maybe a couple of examples, maybe on the front end where people need to fill in income on the front end, some of the particulars of what you suggest. And it's, I know it's different for every single client as it should be. And then on the back end, in terms of when one, you know, one of the spouses passes, maybe just to give our audience a sense for the idea around how to basically smooth out the income. And because 
in deferring, you're going to have more income over time. Uh, they're actually a, a, able to elevate the income stream um, throughout. So the case that Jeff, Jeff was talking about is really more common now than I've seen before in my time at Lightfield. So in the past five years, I've seen an increase in planning for when that first spouse passes away. So the husband wants to know what it'll look like for his wife for her income when he passes. And what's really important for survivor benefits is that the higher earning spouse, if that is the husband, if he passes first and he had delayed filing for Social Security until he was 70, the amount that he was receiving, including those delayed retirement credits, are going to go to his wife. So that full amount that he was getting by waiting until 70 to take Social Security, his wife will get upon his death. So she's going to only get one benefit and she's going to get the higher of the two. So you find that most clients want to prepare for that other spouse. They want to know that they're taken care of, that they're getting as much as they possibly can. And by delaying, you're really setting up the other spouse for financial success in the future and in the long game. And divorce spouses, that's also something that the tool really looks at. So we look at what it's going to be if the ex-spouse passes away, when the surviving ex-spouse gets that delayed uh, retirement credits that were earned, they're going to get a survivor benefit. All of that really comes into play in planning for cases like this. And they are not as niche as they used to be. They are more frequent looking at what it's going to be to bridge that gap. So losing the other benefit when you only have that one that's the higher of the two. Gotcha. So, Jeff, you and I have been fighting the rules our whole lives, so it's, I guess we have to finally admit that the rules matter. <laughs> Would you agree? <laughs> I, I agree that the rules matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, of course, but uh, Allison has been doing a f fabulous job on, on our behalf as a company and as, as uh, folks here at Lifefield. But uh, I'm, I'm always reminded, like, oh, wow, those rules really do matter. You have to know the nits and grits. Maybe, Jeff, if you, if you just comment on that, because I know a lot of your role is to kind of translate Alice's uh, super smart understanding of it all, and you translate it into training sessions, seminars, translate it into making it available. I know you've developed a, a seminar series. So talk a little bit, about, uh, not a series so much as a, a seminar that, that uh, you're doing with some folks and making it available to some other folks. So maybe talk a little bit about how this translates and gets in the, in the hands of advisors and their clients. Yeah, so, so I'm lucky enough to, to hear Allison spew her knowledge, if you will. And then one day I was listening to a previous Wealth Tech on Deck podcast of Mary Beth Franklin. And Mary Beth said that by far the best tool an advisor has today is a social security seminar. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, we have great knowledge on our team. We have great clients who want to leverage what, we're, what, we're, what we provide. So let's, let's wrap this up and put it in a seminar. And I started looking around at some other seminars. I said, geez, this is... This is like, you know, it's boring, right? These, these <laughs> seminars are just too detailed, you know, lots of nitty gritty, you know, all of that. So I tried, you know, between Allison and myself and, and some other colleagues, um, we tried to build something that was engaging, that was short enough to hold, you know, people's attention. But the most important thing, Jack, and because the facts are the facts, right? Those 2,700 rules, they're there and they're not fluctuating. The big differentiator and the big advantage um, that firms have is that you can build this group, you can build great marketing stuff, right? But if there's no call to action, 
then it's just kind of fallen flat. So what we built was, you know, 20 slides that were they're supposed to be informative and fun, but create that, you know, that compelling reason for that seminar attendee, that prospect of that client to say, hey, Mr. Advisor, I love what you said. Now, can we run my analysis, right? Because that's what everything leads to is getting that engagement going because otherwise it's just a fancy, you know, just a fancy shiny seminar as opposed to here's a great seminar and here's what we do once that seminar is completed. Yeah, and one of the things that uh, the three of us know and share with our audience uh, at firms like uh, Merrill, 98% of the advisors use the social security tool that we've made available and with our friends at Franklin Templeton, 10,000 advisors each month are using the tool. And at Personal Capital, it's it's an integral part of the social, excuse me, the financial planning process. And what we, I think we all find, and maybe uh, Allison, you can comment on this, is that uh, when we help people figure out that there's an answer, it inevitably leads to the next question. So what do we do about it? And that's where you come in. So maybe talk a little bit about this very popular tool. We're just, we're basically giving them an answer, which leads to a, a what do I do next uh, discussion. So talk a little bit about that and your experience working with, with advisors. Yeah. So once the, the clients run their case, like Jeff said, they're going to use the next part of the tool. So transitioning the conversation into planning with the income layers. And then once they have that full plan really in place, what the advisor can use is a checklist that we established. So it gives the client a step-by-step plan that the advisor helps line out and it goes through the timeline of the filing process. So what they want to do is they want to make sure they have their report printed out, make sure they have the timeline from the checklist and then going step-by-step through that process. So starting off with making an appointment at the social security administration, really starting that application process. It is tedious. Uh, My own parents are going through filing for social security and I see firsthand that it is as complicated as we experience with advisors and clients. It is super overwhelming and being able to have advisors that use tools like Lifefields and have all that preparation going into it makes it so much easier. It's not gonna be such a cumbersome process And using the timeline and the checklist really makes it more achievable and less stressful for the client. So going in, filling out that application, making sure that they're getting a knowledgeable representative from the Social Security Administration, making sure that they are able to follow the plan that the tool and the advisor helps to really put into play for them. Gotcha. So um, this has been a a fascinating discussion. We're going to start to move toward toward, uh, bringing this home. And Jeff, so if you would, if you could uh, identify, what are three key takeaways that would be important for our our clients to to uh, understand as they're from our discussion today that might, they might apply in their in their day to day lives? Um, and Allison, I'll ask I'll ask you that question in just a moment. So you know, not to, and I don't think this can be overstated. You know, you know, since I was a wholesaler at Planko, you know, fifteen years ago, we've been talking about the baby boomers, right? So that the waves crash to the shores, they're here, they need guidance and they need advice. And when you, when you couple that with the fact that the education level around social security and the tools that, uh, you know, that a regular investor has to make informed decisions are just not there. And if you don't have those tools, you can miss out on a lot, right? So we're, you know, we're in the business of improving outcomes. If you don't have these tools, it is difficult to make good informed decisions that you can benefit from. So this is not going away and we need to face it head on. You know, my second takeaway would be, you know, firms, 
firms that are in, that are adopting this kind of technology are using um, tools like this. Um, for instance, personal capital. When the pandemic hit, their usage went through the roof because they they are ready in a digital world, right? They're they're combining digital and human advice. So firms that get on the leading edge of this are going to be way ahead of the game. And to take that one step further, the firms who help their advisors leverage these tools, and I mean, not just say, hey, this is available, but teach them how to use it and how others are benefiting from it, that's going to give them another leg up. And then finally, I would say that there's a huge opportunity in the space for uh, retirement plan providers, retirement plan advisors, plan sponsors, record keepers. There's a huge opportunity for them to provide tools like this direct to their plan participants because so many today are getting their guidance and advice at work because that's where their 401k is. So I think there's a huge opportunity in that market to make a, a big splash providing this kind of value add advice to clients, not only benefiting clients, but also helping those firms retain those clients because they're adding that value. Great. Allison, what are, what are key, three key things our audience should uh, take away from our discussion today? So the first would be that there are no two cases that are going to look the exact same. Uh, dates of birth really are huge in planning for Social Security. And there's more than just waiting until 70 to make the most out of your benefits. And so looking at different claiming strategies and utilizing software like LifeField is so, so huge for clients and advisors. Uh, next would be it's so important and vital to arm your clients with the knowledge and the the information before going into that filing meeting with the Social Security Administration. So printing out the Social Security filing checklist, printing out the life yield report, arming them with that information is going to be huge. So they're going to feel comfortable. They're not going to feel overwhelmed and they're going to go in with a plan. And I think the third would be that the Social Security Administration isn't able to give advice. So your client is really going to be looking to you to maximize their Social Security. You're their biggest asset aside from the software. You're able to really help them take it further to maximize their benefits and make a decision that they're not going to regret in the future. They're going to make all that money that they possibly can out of their Social Security, Social Security benefits that they've earned. Terrific. Well, this has been a, a wonderful session. And as we do each week, we ask our guests what they do outside of work uh, when they're not doing their day job that they're particularly passionate about or interested or having fun doing. So, uh, Jeff, why don't you kick it off? What uh, what do you do uh, away from uh, talking about Social Security and improving financial <laughs> outcomes for advisors and, the, and their clients? So I am. Uh, I spend most of my time chasing my kids around, and it's it's probably not a unique uh, it's not a unique thing, but um, I've got two kids. Uh, my daughter's seventeen, and she's an avid runner. So I'll tell you, there's nothing like uh, watching a great cross country race. Uh, in those cross country races, you can uh, you, you've got to yourself. You have to run. You run from spot to spot to see uh, to see the different <laughs> aspects of the race. But um, you're know, getting her ready to go off to school, so I'm just trying to enjoy every moment there. And my my son's 15, uh, and he's an avid baseball player. And I take great joy and great agony uh, watching him toe the rubber at least <laughs> once a week. So that's great. That's great. Thank you. Allison, what do you do for fun outside of work? I think I know the answer, but uh... yeah, <laughs> I am a first time new mom. I have a six month old daughter. So I spend a lot of my time getting ready to chase her around. She's an expert roller. So getting <laughs> her 
her to stay in one spot is not as easy as it used to be, but it's a lot of fun and it's definitely something that I never expected at this point and I'm so excited to be able to be doing. Great. And thanks for sharing that. It's been a wonderful journey watching uh, you mom, at least via Zoom. So uh, <laughs> uh, you're doing a great job. And uh, of course, Jeff, you're a great dad as well. So no surprise on either answer since we talk about this kind of stuff uh, Probably almost as much as we talk about the the other stuff we talk about. So uh, thank you. Thank you both for that. So to our guests, if you enjoyed our podcast, please rate, review and subscribe and or share what we're doing here at Wealth Tech on Deck. We're available wherever you get your podcast. So once again, uh, Allison and Jeff, this was a blast. Really enjoyed our conversation. And uh, I have a hunch we'll be doing this uh, some more talking about uh, how to improve financial outcomes for our uh, for advisors, clients and firms. So thank you both for being on Wealth Tech on Deck. Thank you. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wealth Tech on Deck, our ongoing conversation about improving financial outcomes for all. This podcast is brought to you by LifeYield and produced by Reverb. Subscribe to future episodes in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can connect with our host, Jack Sherry, on LinkedIn and Twitter. And for more information about our perspective on the future of financial advice, visit our website at lifeyield.com.